0: What's up everybody it's your draft queens Kate and Michelle
1: and welcome to a new and final somewhat episode of drafts on drafts for the summer we've been slinging drinks and seltzers and all of the sports fun with you uh for the last couple of months but we're gonna take some time off and uh you know enjoy ourselves a little bit but we do have an excellent excellent topic I think for our final dress on Drafts of the summer.
0: I have been looking, we've been talking about doing an episode like this for quite some time, sure. uh, probably since, I don't know, would you say like around this time last year? I feel like we've been talking about F1 for a little while. Yeah. You've been super into it. Like you really have been doing your research, research and have become the resident draft queen of no- the repository of knowledge between the two of us. So doing an f1 101 i feel like for me i'm reaping all the benefits here i'm just going to learn some stuff so
1: i mean i think yeah i've been talking about this for the last few months this mainly spawned from the fact that i found myself with a little bit of extra time and a few of my friends told me i had to had to had to watch the netflix show drive to survive because mm, right. historically speaking i would i would absolutely say i am not a fan of car racing i had no interest in it i had no interest in watching cars go around in circles for hours wasn't of interest to me started to sing see like more chatter around f1 more of my friend groups mm-hmm. were like talking about it blah, blah, blah. and i was like guys what is the big deal it's car racing and they're like we get it but watch drive to survive and then once i started watching drive to survive i got hooked not just because of the sport, because I still think driving around in circles is somewhat boring. I'll be honest, but once you get to know all the key players and how everything works, as a competitive person, then you have a vested interest in it. Mm-hmm.
0: And and it's like you know, it's like any sport, but I think particularly for uh, racing and for going around a track, like an Indy five hundred type situation. Even though you know that's not necessarily F one, but in general, like racing. Uh, is a whole different learning curve of skill sets that oh, until yeah. you w- and I feel like Drive to Survive was such a cultural touch point where yeah. a bunch of people got onboarded into this idea of F1 and started to find it cool. And now, even when I go to like a local bar in my area in Brooklyn, oh, it's on. It's on. And, it's and on. people will show up with like Red Bull bomber jackets. And I'm oh, like, yeah. this is. There's something happening here and we need to be with it, so I'm glad we're doing this episode.
1: All right, what are you uh, cracking open for your drink over there before we get going? Well, I uh,
0: I today am having a Spindrift Spike Seltzer, which I've been having many drafts on drafts in a row, uh, but today I'm trying a new flavor and it's a strawberry lemonade.
1: Oh, how lovely. I am having a Arrowwood Porch Beer, which is a local brewery up here in the Catskills, and it's just your basic easy drinking beer. You know,
0: well, I have to say before we get into it, Michelle, I just want to say cheers to to us, to our fantastic listeners, to a fantastic start to 2023 and to our final episode of Drafts on Drafts until we get back into it in August with football season and we're back to our regular Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So
1: cheers to that. There There will be more. There will be more. Um, all right, so here's what I figure for today. We'll talk mm. some of the basics of Formula One. I gave you the, the background of, you know, sort of how I got hooked on it. So for anyone listening, if you're not a fan or you're a fringe fan or you're just interested, I highly recommend you watch some of Drive to Survive. I watched all of it and got myself fully up to speed. Now I have a vested interest in these guys and the teams. Um, they're all such characters. I could do a whole other episode of just how entertaining these guys are. Forget forget their racing skills. They're just freaking hilarious. <laughs> um, but uh, I would highly recommend that you watch that because frankly, that's how I learned about everything. That's how i that's how I figured everything out. You they 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 definitely make it like there's drama and silly stuff that happens in the show, as with any, you know, sort of show. But it is somewhat, you know, documentary style that you you learn how. The game actually works or the mm-hmm. sport actually works so yes. formula one also known as f1 is the world's premier motorsport racing series mm-hmm. it's different than some of the other racing that you're used to seeing because these cars are super high performance open wheel race co- uh, competitions super super iconic race tracks actually this uh, episode will air just a few days after the uh, iconic race in monaco So. It's like if you don't know anything about racing, you probably know that they race fancy cars and and there's big fancy boats fancy cars in Monaco, and fancy places. Yes, yeah, you've yeah. probably seen it. You probably know it. Formula I feel like One. if you're like an oil baron, you're definitely into F1. <laughs> yeah, you, honestly, you are. This this sport is extremely th- thrilling, highly competitive, and the amount of money that goes into this yeah. sport is Bougie. out. Rageous. It's probably the bougiest sport that I've ever witnessed in my life. I, I think like I think part of it has to do with it being mainly European. Obviously, mm-hmm. something we've talked about on this show is that uh, the sport is just starting to break barriers and, and be, you know, actually held in the US. That that's new over the last, you know, handful of years. Mm-hmm. So I think part of the bouginess is the Europeanness of it. Period. I just think it's sure, it is. sure. The other part of it is, you know, you're talking and we'll, we'll talk about some of, you know, the teams. These teams are flowing with money. These are all luxury, you know, or brands and names that, you know, you, a normal person doesn't hear on their, you know, regular day at work. Um, so there's tons of money, tons of prestige, tons of technology. The, the, the work that's going into building these cars, this is not the same as you know, a NASCAR car or anything right, like that. I mean, this is right. like, these are built differently. Uh, they're able to make updates to it, you know, once or twice throughout the season. These are, this is very like cutting edge technology. Uh, some of the stuff that I watched and learned is actually unbelievable. But um, the uh, the first Formula One championship um, was held back in 1950. So mm. it's, it's actually like relatively new-ish. Like that's not, you know, we're not saying like the 1800s here. No, totally. And
0: I'm also, uh, I just want to know when was the Model T invented? Because I feel like it was, the, the first car was invented in 1908. So I actually feel like this was a pretty rapid development. I mean, of to these get it to the, yeah,
1: to to get it to the to yeah, to be in these sort of Formula One performance category that quickly is actually really interesting. So super
0: impressive.
1: The sport's been around for a handful of time. It's not you know super super steeped in history quite yet, but um, I feel like it's kind of crazy to say this, and maybe it's just because we're Americans, but. I do feel like this um, drive to survive show that came out a handful of years ago now was really like the turning point and the pinnacle for the sport because I do feel like now it's like truly global whereas it was really just like XUS like that was that was like the main you know mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know the main uh, landscape for this sport and now I feel like there you go hand it to Netflix for making this like a truly massive huge global you know, um, sport. So really interesting. I, I, for one, obviously have succumbed (laughs) to, to, all things F1 now, you know? Well, speaking of like between the model T and then talking about
0: like thinking about Ferrari, I mean, my introduction to it even before drive to survive was the Ford versus Ferrari Mark Wahlberg movie. movie. And that was like also obviously like dramatized for sure, but also super cool. Like watching these Incredible different teams and car companies, which I'm sure you're gonna get into. It's just like next level, you know what I mean?
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, so a couple of things to know about Formula One, because yeah. as we said, this is this is a a 101. Um there's always 10 teams in Formula One. So this is where it starts to be. Only interesting. 10. Yeah, this is where for me I started to be like, oh shit, that's how this all works. Like I, I couldn't have told you anything about this before watching the show there are only 10 teams in formula one okay always only 10 teams and each of those teams has two drivers so there's a total of 20 drivers on the grid which is the course Mm -hmm. um and and that's it 20 that's so that's like shocking
0: i did not know that 20
1: drivers athletes whatever you want to call them players you know if you want to draw parallels to other sports there's only 20 of them that's pretty nuts and it's not like so
0: i would assume obviously the ford versus ferrari movie was set in like a different time period but i i have a feeling that the teams that are racing like the 10 teams must be like tippy top of the luxury scale. Obviously I know if you listen to this week's huddle, we talked a little bit about, um, we talked about Mercedes versus Ferrari and like that sort of a thing, but I'm assuming it's like that echelon.
1: It is for sure. So the 10 teams that are currently competing are Mercedes, Red Bull, McLaren, Ferrari, Alpine, Alpha Tori, Aston Martin, Alfa Romeo, Williams, and Haas. And so, you know, again, for newbie, when I was first looking at this, I was like, oh, Mercedes. Yeah, that makes sense. Ferrari, McLaren, yeah, yeah, Aston yeah. Martin. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I know all these like fancy. I mean, there's a reason these are fancy ass expensive cars that are out on the road. Yeah. They're they're actually probably more um, experienced in building these race cars. So like when you see a McLaren on, your, on the highway, you're like, yeah, that thing looks fresh. But like that thing goes real fast and there's, you know, parallels you can draw between the designs, you know, of a McLaren that you see on the road and and what you're seeing in F1. So these, as, as you say, you know, there, there has been some turnover um, in the teams. They're all based on like sponsorships and the companies that own them. It's extremely expensive to own an F1 team. As you can imagine, you've got to build yeah. these cars, you've got to pay uh pay for your drivers, you're literally racing, you know, all over the world and and, and traveling. Uh guys are crashing, your very expensive cars yes. and you need to fix them. So th- this is <laughs> this is no joke uh getting into the uh the you know, ownership and and being one of these teams. Um and so, you know, I I actually always thought it was very funny that Red Bull has a team cuz I was like all right, right, I understand. I get Ferrari, I get, you know, Haas, like I get these other these other teams that are affiliated with cars. And I was like, what the hell is Red Bull doing here? And then I just realized, you know what? Red Bull has lots of money and they're extreme sports. So there you go. Now they're 10%. A hundred
0: percent. Oh my gosh, so interesting. Um, I'm currently as you're talking about this, because it struck me, I was like, hmm, how much does it actually cost? Because you're right, like crashing these cars and changing the tires, getting the, like just the, the sheer magnitude of the item is one thing. Um, but then there's like this bougie factor to the clientele. There's this, I just, I have questions. So I, I looked up loosely, how much does a formula one car cost? Uh, and where can I buy one? Um, (laughs) but it says the Red Bull, com website says that an f1 team may spend around 150 million dollars and that was in the 2022 season for team expenses
1: wow that's insane i mean i i've i've read things that it's you know close to 500 million dollars just to like get your get your hat in the ring to have i'm
0: sure that's just like operating costs like yep I mean,
1: wow. what's crazy is like, okay, so um, the number of uh, races in a Formula One season can vary year to year, but the standard mm. is uh, 21 for the season. Okay. Now, th- these are 21 races around the world. You're talking <sighs> Italy. Monica. You're talking the Middle East. You're talking France. You're talking Spain. You're talking America. You're literally talking around the world. That's crazy. And they're they're traveling with... Uh, the drivers, they're traveling with their teams, uh-huh. they're traveling with the mechanics, they're yep. traveling with parts, with cars. Like, it's it, like the amount of money that goes into this is just truly, truly mind blowing to me. So, all right, I know that you
0: are, I mean, you grew up in the 90s, right? I did. Um, so, you remember the heyday of like N64 um, if you're oh, a Nintendo yeah. kid. And I just remember, like, it, it's reminding me of the, like, the N64 game, but also like the arcade game where you're you're cruising, it's called Cruising World, and you're racing around <laughs> yeah. the world, and you can pick Monaco, or you can pick, you know, the Middle yep. East, or you yep. can pick Dubai, and it really is like, I mean, I know it's not cruising through the streets of Dubai, like the video game, but it is like those locations have always been ingrained in my mind. And it's so interesting yeah. to hear that that's really how it goes.
1: Monaco, for sure. I mean, like every Wild. time I see it, you know, that's probably the most like replicated, you know, yeah. in some sort of video game or whatever, you know, course. Totally. It's, it's totally iconic. But, um, and that, and that race just went off this past weekend. So it's, cool. uh, yeah. And, and, and here's the thing I'll say about that is of these 21 races, some of them are street races a la Monaco, where the, the course is literally, built within the city on the streets like oh so shit's... I'm not even like fully wrong here no you're not even you're not on a you're not on a track let's say you're on a street course so there's street courses and then there's like race tracks like your standard wow. racetrack track that you would think of where you're like in a stadium the same way in Indy 500 days or even a horse racing track like wow. you're on a track you're in a stadium there there is a course that's constructed there but there are also cities a la Monaco where you're it's the streets. Like you could be, if depending on where your apartment is in Monaco, like maybe they close your street down and that's where the F1 course goes by. It's crazy. Okay. That's
0: wild. That is absolutely wild. Okay. So how, so we do 21 of these different cities, whether they're street courses or, you know, like a traditional course, we do 21 of these throughout a season. Over the course of a year, what? How do we win? Like, how do you win? Do you accumulate like a win loss record? Is it? Yep. How does it work?
1: Okay, so there are these twenty one races. Each race, there are different points that you can be awarded, mm-hmm. and you can be awarded points both on a driver level and a team level, aka uh, the uh, constructor. So basically, the constructor. Wow. Meaning, you know, the the team, the team that's building and constructing the car there, there's two separate, wow. you know, sort of um, uh, like leaderboards, if you will, for every season. It's the driver's champion and it's the construct- constructor's champion. So every race that happens, there's different amounts of points at stake for the driver and for the team. And that all depends on what place you come in. Mm. The, the top 10 racers are the only ones that score. So uh, remember how we said before, there's 20 racers in, in, in a, uh, in an event, only half of them can score any points. If you finish in 11th place Uh. and you had the best day of your life, guess what? You're getting zero points. Doesn't matter. Sorry. I, it almost reminds
0: me, this is like very different, but it almost reminds me of golf. Like you have to make the cut, which is like the top let's call it in this case obviously the top 50% of racers right. can conti- or earn a point in this case but it reminds me of making the cut for a golf round
1: it's similar yeah and so yeah so the the real the real uh you know goal of the season is is for the from an individual level you want to be the champion like you want right. to win the most races have the most points and then you are the champion and also you want your team to win so teams that have two really sick Drivers probably going to do pretty well in both of those categories. Yeah. Um, so it's cool. It's it's on an individual level and on a team level. Um, certainly, as much as these teams want to uh, compete as a, a singular unit, there's always that drivers championship hanging over your head. So if you can beat out your opponent, like your your teammate, you want to. Mm-hmm. You know, like so. It's it's a very interesting dynamic and it's very interesting to watch the 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 teammates, how they interact. It's also very interesting because technically speaking, you know, all these cars, all these teams, some of the cars are built better than others. There's a reason that Red Bull Racing is at the top and, and Williams is at the bottom right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's about the car as much as it is about the driver. And so... You'll often see these drivers switching teams, trying to go to the team where they think the better car is because the better the car, the better, you know, access you have, the more likely you are to be a championship driver. But also what's really interesting is your teammate is really the only one on the course that you have a level playing field with because they're driving the exact same car as you does uh, that make sense
0: it does That does make sense yes so
1: of course like i said red bull at the top right now williams at the bottom those two drivers those two it's not even comparable you know you know what i mean like yeah. it's not even compa- so it is very interesting to see the the tensions and the fights you know between teammates because Wild. the only arguably you know i'm not a, this isn't 100 true but arguably the only person on that track that should be able to beat you is your like teammate you, you know what i'm saying when you drive like yeah. one of the best cars yeah, so absolutely it's very interesting it's i like the fact that there's an individual and a team component of it um a little bit different than you know what you're kind of like used to i think in in traditional sports
0: Okay, that is fascinating. And I do like knowing the leveling, again, like comparing it to other sports, if there are other sports fans listening similar to me who are trying to like bridge the mental gap between how does this compare to everything else that I'm watching and consuming, because I've never watched an F1 race in full, to be honest with you. but again, like kind of reminds me a little bit of golf with like these ranking systems and getting yep. points or in golf terms, like the purse that you're taking home. Yep. But also the ranking system throughout the course of the year, yep. very similar. And I would be curious, like the actual rules behind each race, because as these teams are getting ranked, I would assume that has some sort of influence on how they end the yep. year, yep. sort of like a like a soccer team, you know, you're like in the premier league and you get your ranking and that's super prolific.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, the majority of the rules in, you know, the sport, the, uh, the, the big chunk of the rules are around how the cars are designed. They're obviously really aerodynamic. They go extremely fast. Uh, they're very lightweight. Um, and so, uh, most of, I think a lot of the rules are, are around, what the car can and cannot have you know of course some cars are going to be designed better than others but there are stipulations you know around that all these cars have to go through um the uh the officials and make sure that everything's up to regulation um all the teams are allowed to choose from two tire compounds um throughout the races so there's or there's usually actually three there's hard medium and soft tires um you, that you can choose from everybody races with the same tires there's no difference in the tires the brand That's is the same. so
0: interesting so
1: the car may be different but the tires are um the cars may be different but the tires are the same
0: mm-hmm. um they're all pirelli a, tires
1: they're all pirelli tires there's a you know only a specific amount of times that you can change your tires uh, you know, uh, That's th- even crazy. A racial, sh- so Yeah. There's, there's strategy to it. These are things I've started to learn. Like, as, as boring as it can be to watch a race, what I will say is each race is typically like two hours long, maybe a little okay. less. So like you're not really diving in for like your entire day. So it's kind of nice that, you know, you can kind of hunker down. It's You know it's not super, super long. It's not going to carry on like forever. Um, two hours, but yeah, I mean, there's there's rules and regulations around the cars themselves. Mm-hmm. There's uh, rules and regulations around the tires and pit stops. There's a myriad of different penalties. Most of them, honestly tied to safety because these cars are going so 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 fast like that you like a lot of the stuff is about safety you know making sure that you're not bumping uh other player um other racers that Uh could you know be an issue there are certain um you, you can't speed in the pit lane um you can't cause a collision like if you're trying to make a a pass and and whatever you do you you're putting someone in danger you know there's uh there's penalties for that so they, and and they, they pop up, you know, throughout the, uh, throughout the race. And, and I will say that these, uh, the, uh, the team principals and the drivers are very persnickety. And so anytime they think there's something, you hear them on the radio being like, Oh, you, you got to check that. All right. someone check checked out. He hit me. He did this. This guy's an asshole, blah, blah, blah. So it's, it's very oh funny. God. They're, they're are very- they mic'd up? Oh yeah, they're they're all mic'd up. Nice. That's exciting. Yeah. They're all mic'd up so like, you know, they're in the zone doing their thing, like eyes driving or whatever, but they're uh they're very cognizant of what's going on around them and constantly uh it's it's pretty funny to listen to them, you know, mm. say. And you know. I I
0: thought it was interesting also that you said and I did not know this before today, but that the the length of the course is 305 kilometers, which in miles, uh, for us American listeners is about 190 miles and compared to, cause in my head, I compare all of this to NASCAR, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, we grew up here in the U S and that was the thing. So, um, comparatively it's about, I don't know, like more than half of the length or less than half of the length rather right indy 500 obviously being a 500 mile race these races uh go for about two hours and are That's about the 190 thing. So, miles like, if
1: it, look if it's not your cup of tea i understand that it, there are definitely times where i'm sort of bored during you know these races but, but it's, it's better it's, than 500 miles it's it's what like, i'm saying exactly it's totally manageable to like sit down check it out um, you know, it, yeah, exactly. So I'm here
0: thinking, I'm like, is it, is it another like six hour race? Cause those go no, all day. You know? exact, no, you okay. do not
1: need to, you not, you do not need to sacrifice an entire day for this. Cool. Okay. Um, all right. So we have a little bit of history. We know mm-hmm. about my obsession. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the 10 teams. We've talked about what they're competing for. Sheesh. We've talked a little bit about the rules and now just rapid fire a few key terms that you may here, floating around if you decide to turn on an F1 race one of these weekends, okay? All right, all right. wow,
0: wow. We've covered like 190 miles worth of, of information. <laughs>
1: uh, all right, so let's see. Uh, I already mentioned a pit stop, but a pit stop is a brief stop during the race. Very brief. You want your pit stop to be like two to three seconds um, so that you can handle any um, repairs that mm. might need to happen and or put new tires on. Um the gearbox is a system of gears and gear ratios that transmit power from the engine to the wheels. This shit is crazy. It literally looks like a video game that's like put in where the steering wheel is that does a lot of crazy things that I don't even understand to be honest. <laughs> but the gearbox is very important and uh, the, the the racers, if anything ever happens to their car, you'll see them take it out and bring it with them to another car. It's extremely high tech, super, super cool. Um, Allows wow. them to, you know, race the way that that, that they race. Um, DRS, you'll hear this all the time during uh, these races. It's the drag reduction system. So there's this little flap that opens on the rear wing that actually reduces drag and increases speed. There's, ah. only, there's only certain places on the track where they're allowed to use DRS. Most of the time, that's where you'll see a lot of the passing happen. Because if I'm sitting right behind Kate and I'm like "Ooh, I almost got her I almost got her and I get into DRS and I flip up my little flap boom I'm probably flying right past you
0: wow okay interesting and I feel like drag is like an entirely different podcast like we could talk about just that and the efficiencies for these drivers but really it's interesting. Crazy. It's, it's crazy it's like crazy they're driving a an airplane like a little I mean, airplane
1: essentially right yeah uh The race weekend uh, usually consists of the race itself, um, qualifying as well as practice. So the practice rounds, some people watch because they want to see what tweaks you know people have made to the cars. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The drivers are learning about the track conditions. Qualifying is extremely important because this is actually the process of determining the starting grid for the race. Um, They do it in. They do it in three different rounds, so all kind of similar to what you were saying about golf. If you want a parallel there, yeah. The the first uh, round of qualies, all twenty drivers are in there. Mm -hmm. If you finish in the bottom five, you're out. Next round of qualies, cool. Next round of qualies, you know, fought, and then you end up with your you know your uh, starting um, positions from there. So qualifying is extremely important um, for determining uh, how you start the race. If you do very well in qualifying and you have pole position, that means you are in the starting position on the grid and you had the fastest time in qualifying. So pole position, very important, um, especially in a race like Monaco, because as I said, you're racing on a street, like a street that normal people drive on and walk on. It is very, 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 very challenging to make a pass in a race like that. So starting at the front, Pretty pretty important in a race like that.
0: I honestly, okay, we. I know that I'm almost at my two-minute warning here also, by the way, for my, uh, my little spin drift seltzer, so I, I think we're getting to the point of wrapping up here, but it's hard to wrap minds around. Like, I totally understand the difficulty of this, right? Oh, yeah. What I cannot fathom yet, and I look forward to watching an F1 race, knowing all the things that you have told us today is especially for these street racing competitions and exhibitions. Oh, yeah. And watching the pole position and really seeing where these cars start. And can they I mean, can you pass someone on the streets of Monaco? I don't... I'm sure that they can as the best 20 in the world, ostensibly, but... It really is interesting to think about. Yeah. It's
1: crazy. You're going to have to dabble now that you have a little bit of information. It's uh it's really it's really interesting. I learn, you know, new stuff every time I watch it. Obviously, like I said, I part of why I got into it now is because I just like I love the guys. They're funny. They're so euro. Many mm-hmm. of them are extremely strikingly handsome, so that doesn't hurt. Oh darn. Um, <laughs> but these are just like young you know playboy drivers that have always wanted to do this their whole lives uh the training i know this sounds crazy but like the training these guys go through because as aerodynamic and and tech savvy these cars are you know you are basically like sitting on the road feeling 220 yes. miles per hour coming at you so they they do a lot of training in their sort of their neck and their back and their arms to you know to drive these things it's uh it's pretty impressive yeah
0: it is so impressive. And I will say I really appreciated this, Michelle, and your very thorough recap on what F1 even is. Cause now I'm interested. You know, I'm I want to like you. have a team that I can, you know, maybe it's maybe I'm an Alfa Romeo girl. Who knows? Maybe I'm a McLaren gal or an Aston Martin. Honestly, Aston Martin sounds pretty dope, but across the board, like I really do want to know who these drivers are who to root for and you know there's only 10 teams so
1: it's it's pretty manageable like i said i i encourage you and everyone listening like check it out if you haven't it's barely two hours of your time it's usually on like a sunday morning so you might be hungover anyway just lay on the couch and watch it Mm -hmm. watch a little get get a little interested check out some of the players and the and the racers and you you know you just you become like somewhat invested in them and it's it's fun it's fun to watch like just poke around and and check it out it's uh it's not too too much of your time it's it's worth it
0: okay all right i'm convinced i'm convinced um anything else that i should know or our wonderful listen- listeners should know about
1: f1 i i mean that covers the basics hopefully i've sparked some sort of interest in in folks here and there's uh there's much more information out there go watch the Netflix series Netflix you can sponsor me after this episode because I've plugged the show so many times but it's really how I got into it I am a I'm a visual learner so watching it yeah. was a way for me you know to 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 get invested in it so I highly recommend checking it out and you know the races happen uh, just about every other weekend so well, listen, we have been known on Draft
0: Queens also to do a 102 episode after we've done true. the 101. So yes. perhaps around this time next year, there'll be a 102 re-up of F1 and this concepting once we've watched for another year. You never know. But until then, Michelle, um, we are officially signing off after this episode for the next two months. Like we said at the top of the episode, like we said on Monday's Huddle, um, we love you guys. We love you listeners. We're going to have a fucking summer. We're going to have a summer. Go enjoy your Junes, your Julies, but do know that we will be back in August for uh, training camp and preseason for football. We'll be back in full force for fantasy season. Um, We're talking individual player breakdowns, individual team breakdowns we'll do divisional we'll do afc versus nfc uh we'll do each position breakdown quarterback tight end wide receiver running back we've got it all coming up so we gotta gear up
1: we'll do it all and until then we will be chilling and researching and gearing up for the nfl season
0: yes and until then remember follow us wherever you listen to podcasts literally anywhere Uh, as well as follow us. If you don't already, now is the time to do it. Follow us on Instagram at the Draft Queens or on Twitter at the underscore Draft Queens. We'll start tweeting. We'll start posting as our episodes are being prepped and as they're coming out leading up to August. So don't forget to follow us and we'll be back in your feed soon. It's been such a fun top of the year, Michelle.
1: Indeed, we'll see y'all for football. All right, see you for football. Bye.